Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 111. 111. You guys ready to be number one? Because today I'm going to talk all about how you can set yourself apart from the masses. I get it. You feel overwhelmed. You feel like your industry is too saturated or everyone else is already doing what you want to do. So let me give you five steps to set yourself apart and to really stand out and be yourself. This is such a good one. I hope you take notes because trust me, friend, you are about to rise above the pack and I cannot wait to celebrate with you. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. We all feel boring, right? Like there couldn't be anything that's actually interesting about us. Take it from a girl who built a brand that includes yoga pants, puppies, and mac and cheese. I hear you loud and clear. We struggle in feeling like we cannot stand out, and yet we look at everyone else and see the things that set them apart. I remember when I was at a workshop teaching once and someone told me, Jenna, your gift in teaching is in helping others find out what their secret sauce is what their mac and cheese is. And so today I want to help you discover what your secret sauce is once and for all. I put together a really quick and fun quiz that will unearth what it is that makes you different and provide results that will help you harness the secret sauce and share it with the world. Just head to secretsaucequiz.com to take the quiz. Let's find your mac and cheese. Again, head to secretsaucequiz.com and in just a minute, you'll get the answer you've been seeking. Let's be honest. There is one thing that we are all struggling with, no matter what industry we're in, no matter what product or service we're offering, no matter what dream we are dreaming. I'm talking about how to set yourself apart from the masses. And today I'm so excited to talk about how you can do that in your field, whatever your field is. Now, whether this is social media, your email inbox, or just straight up your work itself, it can be hard to feel like people are actually noticing you specifically, what you have to offer, your tone of voice, your point of view, 
What makes you different? And so we have to face the facts that the creative industry itself is saturated these days. But today I want to give you my top tips to ensure that you feel noticed, that you feel seen and heard and hired. Now, a lot of times when I am teaching, I will hear from my students, they will say, but Jenna, you don't understand. My market is so weird. There are just so many XYZs out there and it just makes it impossible to charge what I'm worth or to really rise above the pack. And guess what? That's not just where you are. That is everywhere. And that is a beautiful thing. You want to know why? Because it means that more people are out there pursuing their passions. More people are making a go at doing what they love and making a living doing it. And so instead of looking at the saturated industries that we're working in, we really have to turn that challenge on its head and say, what am I doing to set myself apart? right? Because it's so easy to point fingers and to say why this isn't going to work for you, why it's impossible to charge what you're worth, or why it's impossible to book your calendar or sell out of your product. But the truth is, is that it is possible. I'm telling you that right now. I have lived it, I have breathed it, and I have taught thousands upon thousands of entrepreneurs how to navigate that. And today, my friends, you are in for a treat. And so I'm going to share five different ways that you can rise up out of the pack and stand out from the masses. Are you ready? Here is number one. Find your thing. Recently, my sister and I were in New York City and we passed a cafe and it had a sign in front of it that said, Best Chai in New York. And we were like, whoa, it's best? Now we want it. Now, notice they didn't claim to be the best latte and chai and muffin and iced tea and pastries and all the things. They found their niche and they nailed it. And we have to start figuring out how we can do this with our own businesses. What is that going to look like for us? Think about when you sit down at a restaurant and they hand you this menu and it's more like a book and you're trying to page through the 10 pages and you're trying to figure out what you want and you just pick whatever is most vanilla or what you know you're going to like because you're too overwhelmed. Nowadays with our businesses, I'm finding that we're trying to do that. We're trying to be all things to all people instead of being the best at something. Now, before you get this twisted and you think that I'm telling you that you have to only do one thing or focus on one thing, I want to reframe that. Because look at me. (laughs) I am one of the most multi-passionate entrepreneurs that I know. I am running a business that serves so many different clients. But here's the thing. It wasn't always this way. And so when we talk about number one, finding your thing, I want for you to really think about what that one thing could be just to start. It doesn't mean that you're never going to pursue anything else. It doesn't mean that you can't pivot. You can. But if you can figure out how to be, quote, the best at something, something only you can do or offer in a unique way, you are going to start to rise from the masses. So whether you're out there trying to find your style or your specialty or your calling, I want for you to own it. Because people who like it, they're going to come to you. People that don't like it, they won't. And that's a good thing. How many times do we talk about attracting and repelling, attracting and repelling, and yet so many of us are out there wanting to attract everyone and repel no one. It's not moving us forward, guys. And so this can give you the opportunity to grow your tribe of the right people, people who genuinely care about what you have to offer. 
Now, we've talked a lot about this, but I think people aren't just drawn to businesses. People are drawn to people. And when you can have a clear specialty, it can create this connection, can set clear expectations, and it can add attraction. And so even if you think, well, I am in a saturated field, You might be, but here's the thing. You can do it differently. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you do have to believe that you are offering something that no one else can. And how cool is that when you can step into that and own it and believe that? And so the moral of this first tip is to find your chai tea and own it. We aren't even huge fans of chai tea, but when it said it was the best in New York, I was like, dude, I'm so in. So what is it that you're really good at? For example, as a photographer, I don't have to have the best photos, but I could be the best at making people feel comfortable when they're posing. Or I could be the best at capturing those candid moments that just naturally occur. Whatever that is, you got to figure that out, shout it from the rooftops, and make it so clear from the moment that somebody hears your name or goes to your website, they will know what your thing is. It's not about being vanilla, guys. We got to start honing in on what it is that only we can offer. Now, number two is this. This is something I am so passionate about. You are not just your title. As a wedding photographer, I wanted to be more than just a wedding photographer. My goal was to be the photographer that ensured grandma got the best seat in the house, to stitch up your dress if it ripped, to make sure the groom got dinner, and that the bride felt calm and had fun. And at the end of the night, I wanted everyone to notice how engaged I was, how present I was, how excited I was about what I was doing. Now, I walked into a wedding day with three very simple goals. I wanted the bridesmaids to share a bite of their cake by the time the speeches rolled around because I would be kneeling up by their table and I wanted them to feel comfortable and know that their friend was in the best hands ever. I also wanted the parents to hug me at the end of the night knowing that I didn't just serve the bride and groom but I served their families and I served them well in a meaningful way. And lastly, I wanted a guest to ask me for a business card while I was shooting before they even saw a single frame because they saw how engaged and present I was. They saw how happy I was doing what I loved. Now, these things play naturally into my strengths and they help me to connect with people beyond the photos. This also gives me the chance to not just serve my clients and focus on the bride and groom, but it allows me to bond with the family the bridesmaids, the wedding guests, building my network so that the next time somebody says, I need a photographer, somebody says, I know just the one for you. So I didn't really consider it going above and beyond as much as just being my best self, showing up in the best way that I could. This is going to make you stand out. Little interactions can make a big difference in someone's perception of you. And so I never want for you to think, I am just a fill in the blank. Don't limit yourself to that title because you are more than that. You could be a photographer, an artist, a creator, a connector. Be a human. Go above and beyond and aim to serve, connect, and be joyful in your work. Your clients are going to notice. And if when I'm saying this, you're thinking, well, I just don't have the time to give that level of care to people, maybe it's time to raise your prices and decrease the amount of clients you're taking. So focusing on quality over quantity. I know for me, 
When I cut my wedding workload in half, I was able to give a higher level of care that allowed me to command higher prices. And so I want for you to just think about what extra touch points can you add? It doesn't have to be gifts. It doesn't have to be sending packages or cards. What extra touch points can you add to your product or service that makes you go above and beyond just the title you carry? Because I am so passionate and I want you to know that you are not just your title. You are so much more than that. And we can't forget that when we start pursuing our dreams. Now, number three is all about communication. Now, I was a comms major in college, so you got to know I love communication. I love PR. I love all those things. But here's the thing. We have all been there dealing with a business that didn't communicate fully upfront or that has left us guessing. We've all hired someone and then we're kind of wondering, okay, well, what's next in the process or how does this actually work? And it's no fun, right? Because it makes you second guess your purchase. It makes you question if you made a bad move. It gives you buyer's remorse because you're not quite sure. So I think that communication is one of the most underutilized ways to stand out in the masses, to really cater to your clients in a way that not just gives them the best experience, but it also sets expectations for you so that you can not just fulfill them, but so that you can exceed them. So communication is a super simple and impactful way to stick out because it ensures that people can feel heard and valued. When was the last time that you just reached out to your customers or clients and said, hey, I just want to check in on you. Are you doing okay? Do you have any questions? Is there any way that I can serve you? Or are you a hamster on your wheel just trying to keep up with what you're doing today? You would have no time or energy for that extra touch point. Now, I think that communication can have a major impact on how your clients can feel about their experience with you. So if you're wondering how you can do this, I want to share. Now, I have a full episode all about setting expectations. So just scroll on back. You're going to find it. It's an awesome episode if you feel like maybe you're not reaching your favorite clients or your best clients or you're dropping the ball in places and you're not quite sure where. But I want for you to set clear expectations from the get-go. So whether that's in being consistent from your pricing guides to the emails you're sending out to the follow-ups you're sending, if people DM you and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed, I can't keep up, send them straight to your inbox. This is where all of your business interaction should go. Number one, it sets the expectation that business is not going to happen over DMs or on Facebook. But number two, it gives you more control in responding. And friends, you've got to start using email templates. If you are not using email templates in your business, it is going to help free you up so much energetically. It's going to help free you up time-wise. Automation, it allows people to feel seen and heard and it extends your brand in a thoughtful way while also creating a framework for what the partnership or relationship is going to look like. And all of this can happen with minimal work. So if you're thinking, well, I don't have time to set up templates, Guys, you are creating templates every single day, whether you acknowledge it or not. If you are answering a question more than once, you should sit down and answer it thoughtfully and save it as a template. It is as easy as that. For everything in my business, we have different documents that have different templates to help us navigate those hard questions or to help us set expectations 
This allows me to have my team be involved to help me with this process while also ensuring that these messages are so well thought out, they are so on brand, they communicate clearly, and they also show what's different about me. So what would it look like if you had a timeline for every new client? So they book you, awesome. What if you check in with them one week or two weeks later and just see if they need anything? What if a month later you send them a blog post that helps them with a part of what they're working on, whether it's using your product or preparing for their event, whatever that looks like. What if you could serve them with an additional resource that they didn't even have to ask for? What if you could time all of these out so that at different phases of where they're at with your business, with your product or your service, you're just serving them communication that is going to ease their work, that's going to make them remember you, that keeps you front of mind as an expert, but also communicates what is different about you. It's not that hard. It's actually pretty easy when you can create a system. And so I want for you to really think about how are you standing out based on the communication? This can absolutely be a game changer and it can absolutely transform your brand and what people think about you. So here, if you're still kind of, well, let me think about how this works. Here is a protocol of communication for each type of client on what they should expect. So whether it's wedding clients or podcast guests or launch customers, I want to ensure that nothing gets missed. So for example, we send out strict reminders sent the week before or the day before a podcast interview. So we want to make sure that my guests are showing up, that they're prepared, that they're ready, that they know exactly what we're going to be asking them, how to log on in. So we're sending things out one week before to get a confirmation and then a day before as a reminder. And sometimes we even send out another reminder an hour before. We know that the inbox can get crazy. We know that emails get lost. So we want to cover our bases and make sure that they feel well-served, well-prepared, and well-loved. Now, for example, with a bride, I could reach out and create a timeline with her a month or two before the wedding and then circle back two weeks before the wedding, review the schedule, make sure it's exactly what she needs and wants, make sure she has zero questions. And all of this just helps us ensure that nothing is getting missed. No balls are getting dropped in our business because we want to rise above. We want to give people an experience that only we can offer. And this is one of the best ways you can do it. One of the easiest and not to mention it is free. So what I think is so important when it comes to communication is that you want to almost over communicate. Now I get it. You're thinking, oh my gosh, people are already getting so many emails every day. They don't want to hear from me again, but you want to communicate all of the little things. So for me as a photographer, this means communicating time zones, transportation costs, hourly breakdowns, hours of service, how many images you're delivering, time frame, hotel costs, you name it. I want to take care of all of this so that there are no questions left unanswered. So a great rule of thumb is think about what your clients are going through and what they might be wondering, and then just answer it up front. It creates this space for a relationship to form beyond getting paid to do something or getting paid for a product. And it also just shows them that you know you are the expert, you know what they're going through and that you're ready to answer it before they can. 
Maybe you can also think about ways that you could just be professional, but friendly. So you want every message to let people see who you are, not just the logistics or the inner workings of your business. So if you can think about how can you communicate in a way that would make sense with the way that you speak, because I find that a lot of times we write way more professionally, way more proper than the way that we actually talk. So like if you're a bubbly person, like let that shine in your emails just because it's a business doesn't mean that you have to be all tied up and like, hello, sir and madam, like say like, hey, girl, or whatever you say and include those personal details so that you can create a bond, a connection with your client. This way you can become so much more than just a product or a service. You become a real person with a beating heart behind a screen. And this alone can just make you stand out from the masses. I think that the way you communicate can either make or break your client experience, and I cannot say enough to use your communication tactics as a way to stick out. The biggest thing is that you will have that as something to be remembered by in that you treat your clients so well, and communication can be the foundation of that. Secret sauce. We see it in everyone else, and yet we believe the lie that we are boring. We're bland basic even. In fact, as we chase our dreams, it gets harder and harder to really answer the question, what sets you apart? That's why I put together a 10 question quiz to help you discover your personal secret sauce. And I include tips for you based on your answers that are going to help you own your awesome and share it with the world in a way that communicates the things that really set you apart. Head to secretsaucequiz.com and take the quiz. And in just minutes, you'll know what your secret sauce is. That's right. Go to secretsaucequiz.com and take the quiz because it is time Time for you to find your mac and cheese and stand out in a sea of talent. So number four is all about branding. From your website to the captions in your social media posts, you want to communicate who it is that you are through your branding. This goes back to that chai tea mentality. Brand your chai tea, your style, your voice, your best work in all your platforms, email, Instagram, Facebook. I know that it can feel overwhelming, but you all know that I'm a branding freak, but for good reason. And so here are my top ways to stand out in regards to your branding. So the first thing is just be consistent. Use consistent fonts, colors, messaging. You want the same type of headline or tagline to be found on all of your platforms so that it is very clear what you do, who you serve, and how you are solving some of these problems. And so you want to create a cohesive brand not just in the visual aspect, but also in the messaging. This can help you come across as professional, reliable, and it can truly paint a clear picture of who you are and what you are about. So consistency is key. And I would say that start simple and get fancy later. Like if you are overwhelmed by the idea of creating a cohesive brand on all these channels, start so simple that it is undeniable that it is you on all of these spaces and then get fancy when you have time. You know, it doesn't have to be a full-blown custom website, man. I didn't even get one until last year. That was five years into my business. And so if you've got to use templates and tweak them, I think the most powerful way is through that messaging that you can do that. 
Now, I also love the idea of just being honest in your branding. We see so many themes. We see so many trends. But who are you? Like, truly, who are you? And are you ready to own that? Now, I'm the girl who built her brand around yoga pants and mac and cheese and puppies. So if you're going to think, well, I'm not that interesting or I don't really know what sets me apart, you don't have to pretend to be something that you're not. If you can just figure out who you are and be honest in that and own that, it is going to be memorable. It's going to be real. It's going to resonate. It's going to create connection. And it is going to keep you front of mind for the right people. So I remember when I was rebranding and creating my new website with the incredible Jen Olmstead, she kind of asked me, she's like, what is your brand? And I said, my brand is high end, but laid back. And she's like, I don't really get that. And I was like, you know, let's figure out a way for you to understand what I mean. And so Jen flew to Wisconsin to help me create my website. And she said, it all made sense. When I pulled up to your beautiful home, everything is decorated, it's styled, it's perfect. And then there you are standing in like a really old sweatshirt that says the word beer on it. She goes, I get it. It's like high end and like well thought out, but it's also approachable. And so you just have to figure out how to be honest in your branding, whether you are maybe more professional or more J. Crew esque or you are more fun and like shot bandeau and like hilarious, whatever that is, be honest with it. And then lastly, I think just asking yourself, does this appeal to my ideal client? Now remember, this is the only person you should care about reaching your ideal clients, that handful of clients that you actually need to reach your revenue goals. And so you want to make everything about your brand cater to that specific demographic and to ensure that you will stick out to the masses to the right people. For so long, for years, I wanted to be the right photographer for every single engaged female in Wisconsin. And guess what? I'm not the right fit for all of them. In fact, I'm the right fit for very few of them. And when I finally owned that and really applied that idea to my brand, everything changed because I was able to show up just as I am without putting on a facade or hiding behind the veil of social media. And I was able to reach people who, like me, hang out in yoga pants every day, but they might love a beautiful Kate Spade shoe or they might love a beholden gown. I love finer things in life, but that doesn't mean that I'm not wearing yoga pants every day. And so when I started to figure out that I can be myself and I can attract a high end, but a laid back and that is who I want to reach, the messaging changed. The way I shared my images changed. The way I put myself out into the world changed. And that is because I was finally appealing to my ideal client while still living in equilibrium, staying aligned with who I am. So I want for you to know your branding is not supposed to look like everyone else's. In fact, run away from that. Step into who it is that you are. Ask your friends and family to describe you. You know, catch yourself when you're saying things over and over and over again, whether it's a greeting or a sign off, what are you saying and how can you make that be seen and heard and felt on every channel of your social media and your website? And number five, the last tip for standing out above the masses is timeliness. Now, I don't care if you are the best in your field, if you have left your clients waiting, it can sour the entire experience. Now, when I first started my wedding photography business, I was actually a bride, so I could totally relate to my inquiries in terms of promptness, organization, timeliness of vendors. 
I knew how much it was so hard to just wait for my photos. Like we were so excited to share them and we waited weeks and weeks and weeks, not to the fault of our photographer. That was just their system. But again, I remember like, oh my gosh, like when are we going to see our pictures? So since the beginning, I made it an absolute priority to edit my photos and share a sneak peek the night of the wedding. Maybe it was because I didn't have that experience myself, but I want to rise above. I want to think past just what is normal and really, really under-promise and over-deliver. I'm also sure to send the bride a few options so that if she's going to post to social media the next day to talk about her wedding day, I want it to be my photo and I want it to be credited to me so that all of her friends and family, then if they saw me at the wedding, if they met me at the wedding, they can find me and follow. Now, I also take it a step further and I send family photos to both of the mothers of the bride and groom because their baby just got married. And guess what? Our parents are sometimes better at social media than we are. Let's be honest. Our moms are killing the Facebook game. But at the same point, I realize the clients are not just my bride and groom. It's the parents. And guess what? A lot of times the parents help make decisions when it comes to finances, when it comes to planning a wedding. So I want to show those moms like, hey, I got you, mom. I know that this is important to you and I want to make sure you're not just sharing a cell phone photo, but a beautiful, beautiful photo of your family. Now, I also post about it the day after. So your guests and your family, they're going to be looking at their Facebook the day after for pictures. And I don't want them to just see iPhone blurry shots from your uncle. I want them to see my photo. I want them to see how incredibly beautiful those moments were when I snuck you outside and they didn't get to watch. Now, I also want to ensure that people feel communicated with on time deadlines. So that day after, I reach out and say, here's what you can expect. And I think a lot of times entrepreneurs drop the ball here because they know what's next, but they haven't communicated that. And so if you've ever met someone who just got married and you're like, did you see a picture? And then you're like, when are you going to get the rest? And they're like, I don't know. It can sour the entire experience that you spent so much time on leading up to and during their day. And so I want to make sure that people can say confidently, okay, the blog post is going up next week and then we'll get our full gallery in three to four weeks. Isn't that awesome? Because that clarity piece there, then it keeps them from wanting to email you a million times to check in on things while also just giving them enough to get by so that they know that their photos are worth the wait. So whatever your field is, I want for you to be diligent about timeliness. How can you under-promise and over-deliver? How long is it going to take for them to receive your product? How long is it going to take for them to know what the process looks like? If it takes a long time, explain why. Talk about the extra care you're putting into it or talk about the process that you're going through in order to give them the best product. And if something happens that delays the delivery of your product, be super upfront and clear to your clients because they're going to be so much more understanding if they are kept in the loop. You can be the best person in your field, but if you are not prompt, it can cheapen the experience. And that end note, whatever your relationship ends on, can sometimes be more important than what you actually provided. And so I want for you to really think about how you can deliver or how you can exceed expectations and really just show up in a big way that leaves a big impact. So many people raise the white flag in their business and sum it up with, it is just too saturated. There are just too many people doing what I do, and that is not true. You just have to take the right steps to make sure that you are the one that people think of, the one that people remember, the one that people refer. 
So I want to just walk you through the five things again before we sign off. Number one is this, find what your thing is. Remember that chai tea example, own your thing, market it, attract the right tribe, be the best in something before you move on to the next project. Make sure if you are a multi-passionate person and you aren't sure where to begin, figure out what you can be so good at, what you can make money at, what you can be profitable at, get really good at that. And once that is more systemized and automated, then you can move on to the next thing. Number two is be more than just your title. Be a human being. Do little things that connect. Create touch points that are kind and giving. This good action is going to spread your business more than anything else, and it can help you make some amazing friends along the way. Never hide behind your work. Make sure that you are rising up and standing out because at the end of the day, you are the only unique selling proposition in your business because you are you and there's no one else like you. Number three is all about communication. It can allow you to be more professional, to be yourself and hone your voice and create the grounds for an amazing partnership that sets you up as an expert and also answers your clients' biggest questions before they ask them. Number four is branding. Who are you? and what are you all about? What is your chai tea? What makes you the best at what you can do? Communicate that, own that, and make sure it is very clearly seen and heard on all platforms. And number five is timeliness. You could be selling the best darn hotcakes around, but if people have to wait in line for an ungodly amount of time, the experience might not be what you set out to deliver. So be prompt and clear with your timeline and communicate so that you can under-promise and over-deliver. You absolutely must believe that a saturated market does not imply an end for you, okay? There are always going to be a group of people to serve, an untapped market. All you have to do is find your place in the market and absolutely run with it. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. What an awesome episode. I want for you to know that you can rise to the top and that you can own your gifts and be in alignment and celebrate the things that set you apart so that you can reach your dream clients, make your dream income, and run your dream business. Thank you for listening to Gold Digger Friends. Until next time, I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.